It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. Because when we take care of the poor, we say we're actually taking care of Christ who's present in the poor and those right. who are sick, right? Matthew 25. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you by Banditos, fresh, made daily. In Flavor of the Week, Kyle sits down with one of our local priests to sample variations of a favorite food or drink while they discuss the ins and outs of life as a priest. Welcome to Flavor of the Week, part two with Father Jose Arroyo, with other names. Oh yeah, Jose Emanuel Arroyo Acevedo. <laughs> <laughs> Arroyo is, uh, I feel like I'm pushing it for that one. That's fine. Right you know, I used to, the role I, in the I knew Father Benedict Grosho, and I, as soon as I said all my names like uh-huh. that, he used to add to that. Incorporated. It's <laughs> fine. Father Benedict, that's a whole nother story. Oh, yeah. Man, he's, love, yeah, it's awesome. Do you think he'll be canonized? I think so. I mean, he definitely was the holiest person I got to meet personally. Yeah. Uh, I was his caretaker, so I knew him very, very well. For a year, I was with him from the morning until I put him to bed. So I it was... For those that don't know, aren't familiar with Father Benedict Show, what's the thirty-second uh, bio? He's a on Franciscan him? Uh, friar of the. Re- he was a Franciscan friar of the Renewal who lived with Father Solanus Casey in Huntington when he was a teenager and became a Capuchin in New York and eventually a psychologist. Worked with the clergy that were in need. Worked with the poor, the needy, the children, and eventually died uh, in New Jersey with the Little Sisters of the Poor. Uh, very holy life and just amazing. So Had an impact on a lot of people. A lot. Really yeah. inspired a lot of people. Really, didn't he start the Franciscan Friars? He was the main founder. Yeah. There were eight of them and from two different provinces of Capuchins, New York, New England, and New Jersey. Yeah, but he's... He, and how many are there now? Do you have any idea? There should be like 150 to 100 or 200, I, I would say. Plus the sisters. Plus the sisters. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, we did the Greek yogurt last time. Yes. What yogurt do you want to tackle this time? Let's I feel like do- we should do the two strawberries back to back. Okay. So either save those for the end or we can do one right now and the All next right. one. Well, we'll do that for the end then. Okay. All right. Grand finale. Expensive versus cheap. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see which one wins. Uh, so we'll do the blueberry? Yes. Okay. Blueberry. All right. There's also so there's so many options. I was looking at all these yogurts. It's yeah. like I don't know. There, there's low fat. There's zero calorie. There's sure. <laughs> Greek, and this is made with real fruit. Yeah. So it's got that going. Mountain blueberry. Oh, they didn't even get these out of fields. They got them out of mountains. <laughs> Do you think to put mountain blueberry on there? Do you have to get them from the mountains? I, or no. I mean, it could, it's possible, but to say where it's where it's made, uh, I don't think it's so. Probably made in Nebraska. Yeah. Well, it's possible. Maybe they just cheat somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy's last name is Mountain, and so they just call him Mountain Blueberries. Uh, hmm. This is less thick. It's a lot thinner. The, yeah, it's yeah. A lot thinner, yeah. yeah. Do you have a preference, the thick over the thin? Well, I like the the thick. The previous one, I, I, I just, I guess I prefer that, but... Both are fine. This one's chunkier. Yes. Like the fruit chunks in it. It's kind of sweeter, I think. Yeah. I find it sweeter. Yeah, sometimes it's just very, very sweet. I would just have a little bit. not. But, yeah. Same amount of calories. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means, but... (laughs) I was wondering if, like, one is less sugar in it. I don't know. I'll bet the other one has less sugar. But this definitely is sweeter. Uh, 17 grams of sugar versus 20. So, yeah, it's got a little more sugar in it. But I like both. Mm Mm-hmm. I like blueberry. Oh, I got just—I just got a big chunk of blueberry. 
That's good. That's awesome. When they have the fruits in there. Yeah. All right, Father Jose, we talked a little bit about growing up in Puerto Rico and yep. some time discerning with Franciscans. Yep. Now you're here in the diocese. Meanwhile, I know that you have a, a passion for the missions, mm-hmm. that you have spent time doing mission work, and, and even still recently you've been mm-hmm. doing some mission trips. Yes. And maybe I'm assuming when we talk about missions, there's always domestic missions, sure. but a lot of this is is out of country. Sure. And actually, you and I both share an experience in Honduras yes. with the Missionaries of Christ. Mm-hmm. I spent a year down there, 2004, 2005, sure. working alongside the, the fires. We were actually the first long-term missions, so we were kind of guinea oh. pigs. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they established a lot of rules of what not to do based off of what things yeah. that we did. And like, yeah, we can't let people do that anymore. I was down there in 2009, 2010. All right, so, so maybe they worked out later. some of the bugs by then. <laughs> <laughs> so what has been your experience, maybe uh, a few of the highlights of doing missionary work? Well, first of all, the church is missionary by nature. So okay. Jesus chooses the apostles. He sends them out, and that's what apostle means, to be uh, sent. And so they are not to be just focused on themselves. They are to go out like uh, St. Bartholomew, who ended up in India, uh, and they became martyrs. So we are called to evangelize, to share the good news to all people, whether they are already some kind of believers, they have some kind of faith of some sort, but or they don't know anything about Christ. And there are so many people that don't know anything about Christ right now. Um, That's interesting that you say that for two things. One is you mentioned the apostles. Mm -hmm. So how much of that is leadership in the church is called to be missionaries versus everybody being called to be? Everyone is called to be a missionary because we're all baptized. By virtue of our baptism, we are called to be missionaries. Even the monks and the hermits, as they are contemplatives, they are to have a missionary heart. Okay. Thomas Merton would always, he would uh, read the paper, the newspaper, and a lot of monasteries I've been to, they also read the newspaper. They're they're informed of what's happening so that they can pray for what's happening outside. So right. it's not like we just think of ourselves. We have to think of others, how Christ is, like we have to talk to God about others, but others about God. I mean, that's everyone's right. responsibility. But of course, the hierarchy, the bishops, it's their responsibility as heads of the dioceses and as successors of the apostles to do that, to be missionaries, um, to teach, to educate. But also, they form um, the priests, they form, and the priests form others, the deacons, the religious, they form other lay people. And now, with lay people being able to study, they're able to get even doctorates and form other lay people and even priests because Scott Hahn isn't a priest and he he often gives workshops to the clergy, etc. Uh-huh. So there's, I mean, Bishop Barron, uh, Robert Barron, who was the seminary rector in Mundelein in Chicago, ended up as auxiliary bishop of Calif- uh, what do you call it, in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. So he is a missionary in another aspect through social media. But we all have to have that sense that Everyone needs Christ and everyone is in need, is searching for goodness, truth, and beauty. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, if they don't find it in in God, in Christ, in the church, they will search for it in other places. Kind of like when we a person is thirsty and they cannot find pure water, necessarily their thirst is going to be there. So necessarily they're going to look for it, even a puddle. That's all they have, right. a river. So unfortunately- Which could- ultimately kill them right yeah, because but definitely get hurt them yeah absolutely they get parasites so right spiritually that happens and so people are in search for 
for goodness, truth, and beauty. And we, we say, well, God is truth itself. He's beauty itself. He's goodness itself. And he became man so that we can be deified. We are searching for um, something greater than even in this world. You know, Miss Universe, like what's that all about? Well, the ladies wanting to be something greater than just what's normal, or Superman, you know? Right. It's just imprinted in our hearts. We, we are called to greatness. So far, whenever you're describing missionary work, mm -hmm. it seems to be within the context of what I might call evangelization. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about sharing the love of Christ with other people. Mm -hmm. I think typically whenever we think of missionary work, mm -hmm. we think of acts of service. We think of helping the poor, you know, building something, building houses or repairing things or whatever. How do you see these as similar, related, unrelated, misinterpreting, misappropriating, both and? What's, what's maybe missionary versus evangelization okay so both uh, first of all god becomes man so that's the incarnation that's this foundation of our christian spirituality we are to understand the spiritual aspect and the material aspect so huh. the the evangelization is to proclaim jesus and to help others become his disciples right and make others become his disciples as well so we evangelize in that sense and any mission missionary endeavor should always have that spiritual aspect that spiritual goal to help others become sons and daughters of god through baptism and become jesus's disciples that's the spiritual aspect uh -huh. but then there's the material aspect if you're going to go into another country that is very poor you better bring help <laughs> you better better bring some kind of material help so food medicine so if you can bring doctors and medical uh, help that's very helpful. So once you feed a person, then they're able to think of what you're talking about, you know, the, the gospel. If they're hungry, if you have to go to the bathroom, right, or it's different <laughs> needs, you're like, you know, right. I, I don't have time for you right now. Right, like, right. right. Now. But if you take care of their needs, <laughs> their physical needs, the material needs, then they're willing to listen. So Jesus multiplied bread yeah. and the, the fish, right? So he evangelized but he also provided material goods so that he's they're able to eat therefore it's both they're related so it's not to take care only of the material needs that's the difference between philanthropy and charity philanthropy is love of mankind uh -huh. but you can be an atheist and take care of other people and help financially. Uh -huh. I mean, some people leave their money to animals for crying out loud. Like, really, like, they, they are in need, so let me help. Uh -huh. But that doesn't have a spiritual aspect to them necessarily. Charity does. Charity is to love God above all things and your neighbor as yourself for the love of God. For the love of God. That's why you're helping. So there's uh -huh. a whole different dimension. So and, and you can't just do the spiritual aspect and ignore because you can't ignore if they're hungry. It's your responsibility to feed them if you're able to. If they're cold, bring them something to you know cover them. And like, right. they are related. And you can't love God who you do not see if you do not love your neighbor who you do see. Right. So they go together. And it's all founded on the spirituality of the incarnation, the reality that God becomes man, flesh. So, so when you go on a mission trip, how much of it would you say is spiritual, evangelical, we're here to share the love of Christ and teach them about God versus material, take care of some of their 
financial needs, their their housing needs, their clothing needs, medical needs, things like that. So I've been to different countries and I've done missionary work in Dominican Republic, in Honduras, in Nicaragua, El Salvador, Guatemala, Puerto Rico, you name it, even New York. All right. So let's take the example of Dominican Republic. I would go with a parish community from New York in Washington Heights, and they would gather clothes and medicine throughout the year so they can send to the missions. They would ship the material goods, and then we would arrive like a couple of weeks later. Okay. When we arrived, we would have doctors with us that would you know donate their time, their efforts for a week, And we had groups that would go and visit people's homes and invite them to two things, to the medical site, if they have a special need, we have different doctors for different things, right? So they would be interested in that. But we also had to come to a church to, for mass, for some kind of service, confession, adoration, or catechesis for the children. Mm-hmm. And even in those sites, we still had some kind of prayer And we would provide some food for those or water for those who are coming from long distance. So it's intertwined. You cannot separate kind of like the body and soul. They go together, uh-huh. right? Otherwise, it's just dead, um, the body. So we need to intertwine those two realities. So I would say it should be 50-50. I mean, everything. Like the doctors are, it should be spiritual as well. It shouldn't just be, oh, yeah, these are like, this is just a secular thing. Um, right. We should always have our identity. Because when we take care of the poor, we say, we're actually taking care of Christ who's present in the poor and those right. who are sick. I was sick and you came to visit me, he says, right? Matthew 25. So it shouldn't be kind of like a divorce. Between, oh, that's the, the material things like the doctors. That's You don't pray over there. You don't have to have this Catholic identity that's separate from this other thing. And then those who come to like the doctors oh i don't go to the religious aspect of the you know because we're just the doctor no we should actually intermingle and we should always understand that christ is present in both so i think it's very important to have both in all the missions that i've had that's kind of been the experience what if you have a doctor who is atheist mm-hmm. and wants to come down just for what you explained as philanthropy not for charity sure. and so he's he wants to give back he's got been blessed and wants to help out some people that maybe can't afford mm-hmm. some health care or maybe they don't have access to it. Yes. Do you say, yeah, come on along. This will be great. It, we're going to be doing mm-hmm. a mission. You don't have to become Catholic. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or do you say, you know what, this is this is something different than what you're talking about mm-hmm. and we probably need somebody different? No, I think uh, Jesus would say, come and see. Yeah. It's an invitation. Not an, the gospel is to be proposed, not imposed. Mm. And I think once they come and see, then they'll experience something different. And of course, this is a gift. Faith is a gift. And so you can't just buy it anywhere. You can't like slam it on someone's head. Like, And it may happen that at the end, he's not going to necessarily be a believer or a specific, uh, you know, specifically a Catholic, but he understands the, what the environment is. As long as they respect, okay, this is what the mission is about. And they're respectful. That's fine. That's very good. I mean, I wonder when Jesus talks about in Matthew 25 and he's saying that there are some that will, you know, they take care of the poor and they're like, when did we? The goats and the sheep. You? Yes. And he's like, when did we see you in, in the sick? And yeah. then he explains, when you did it to the least of my brethren, you did it to me. So right. it's like, they didn't even notice. It's like, well, I, I think of 
doctors like this, maybe they didn't notice, but mm. the Lord will still have, he will keep that into account. And okay, this may be a, a, the beginning of something great. Maybe they don't notice that they're actually serving Christ. Right. Um, but, you know, we can't judge their intentions. We propose, we invite, we would never um, reject. Now, if it's going to come down and, and start being ridiculous and start to be disrespectful, mm -hmm. then that's a whole nother thing. We're like, like well, okay, I, we understand you're not a believer, but we want you to respect this a whole team. Right. Not just about you. It's not about or me. Or practicing medicine that would go contrary to Catholic teaching. Absolutely. Contraception, yeah. things like that. Yes. Yeah. So one of maybe my little theories, you mentioned truth, beauty, and goodness. Mm -hmm. And my thought is those are three things that God is the perfect truth, beauty, and goodness. Mm -hmm. And so when we experience those things, we can be drawn to God. And that's really the only thing that draws people to God is truth, beauty, and goodness. Mm -hmm. And different people in different ways. Sure. So truth being apologetics, being intellectual conversations, reading books, whatever could draw somebody. Beauty being whether it be nature or art or music, you know, something that draws us to mm -hmm. God or a baby. Sure. <laughs> yeah. The, the beauty of life, mm -hmm. and then the goodness being those acts of service, seeing good, and going on a mission trip, even if it's not for the spiritual part of it. Sure experiencing service yes. to to give of oneself that philanthropy aspect of things sure that alone can draw somebody to god sure it's a start it's a beginning it's a seed of the gospel with that the lord can do many things yeah there's five loaves and two fish he can multiply right so but you know they shouldn't be closed as long as they're open and the lord can do many good things with that yeah, I mean, goodness, truth, and beauty, those are the transcendentals, they call yeah, it, right, in right. philosophy. And that we we can have a conversation with a person who's not a believer um, necessarily or, or church, you know, belongs to a church. They all, because it's imprinted in our hearts, is mm -hmm. a, that we can have that dialogue. Is The thing is that we all experience it. We all experience it at some point. And it's something that we just know, we recognize. Um, yeah. So of the places that you've been, where would you say has been the place with the most spiritual poverty and where has been the place with the most material poverty? Spiritual poverty. I want to say, I remember when I worked in New York and there was the Children's Village, the same very place. What part of New York? Dobbs Ferry, New York. So what? that is Westchester County. Okay. Near, up north of the city, north of the Bronx. Okay. So Yonkers is already Westchester County above uh -huh. uh, the borough of the Bronx. Right. In Dobbsbury, that's where Father Benedict Rochelle actually did his work as a newly ordained priest. And huh. there are children there that are from the city who have, you know, they're comfortable, I guess, materially, but their family is really a mess. And they're mm -hmm. emotionally emotionally disturbed and they're removed from their homes. And I remember when I would, and you know, I would visit them. It was always like dark. It was like they couldn't enter into their hearts. They couldn't talk to them about God. It was like, they didn't care that much. So yeah. there is this big spiritual poverty there. Whereas in the same place, most people don't know, but the undocumented minors, one of the places is there that they're sent until their cases are being seen. And those are, they suffer more <laughs> materially. Sure. Yet spiritually, I was able to enter immediately. If I entered the, if I knocked on the door and they didn't know I was coming or whatever, they were still very hospitable. If they were watching a movie, they would, 
stop what they're watching and give the attention to the priest. Mm -hmm. um, and we talk about the rosary because a lot of them do come from Catholic families as opposed to the city kids that were not necessarily from Catholic tradition or Christian tradition. So I guess the material aspect, I mean, the spiritual poverty would have been, I think, in New York. <laughs> yeah. And then the spirit, the material poverty... I would say Honduras is one of the poorest countries, and that that definitely was the case. Yet, their sense of hospitality is so rich. Their kindness, um, also in Mexico and Dominican Republic, is just uh, just beautiful. How they re would receive uh, us, and with the few things that they had at home, they would uh, they would just provide the best for the missionaries, those mm -hmm. who were guests. They may have only a few eggs and they would make sure that the missionary guests actually would eat from the eggs. You know, they, it's just amazing. They're, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, we got a lot more to talk about. Different ministries that you're doing locally, including visiting people in prison mm -hmm. and everything like that. Also, we got more yogurts to try. What do you think of this blueberry here compared to the Greek you well, gave the Greek raspberry mm -hmm. an A+. Plus. Yes. What do you think of the blueberry? This is like an A or a B+. Plus. That means close enough. A or B+. Plus. Can we just settle on an A-? minus? Okay, A-. minus. Okay. Because it is good. <laughs> it yeah. is good, yeah. But you like the thicker better? Or was so, it the yeah. flavor better? I like that it's thicker. The other one was thicker, and it wasn't as sweet. This one is... Um, thinner and it's, it's kind of sweeter so yeah all right well coming <laughs> up we'll compare the two strawberries the cheap strawberry versus expensive strawberry yogurt talk about more of your ministry including tiktok that's coming up on a future episode of flavor of the week with father jose arroyo flavor of the week is brought to you by banditos to join my email list and get a free mp3 of a song i wrote about fanny packs text fanny pack to 44222 and until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm.